Today is the 17th day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is fantastic to be here with you today as we gather and keep each other warm in these winter months. I know some of you are having summer in the Southern Hemisphere. It's always a good time for a campfire. And here we are around it gathering to take the next step forward and our next step forward leads us back into the book of Genesis first book of the Bible a book that is introducing us to the people and the family that is the story of the rest of the Bible in large part the children of Israel And we now know why they're called the children of Israel, because Jacob, who we've met, who we're traveling alongside with right now, his name has been changed to Israel, which makes his children Israel's children, the children of Israel. And yesterday, Jacob and Esau, the two brothers, twin brothers, were reunited and it was favorable and there was no war and nobody died And so they have been uh, reunited. Esau has returned to his land. Jacob is taking his time. And we pick up this story with Jacob from there today. Genesis chapters 35 and 36. God said to Jacob, get up, go to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his family and all who were with him, Get rid of the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your clothes. We must get up and go to Bethel. I will build an altar there to the God who answered me in my day of distress. He has been with me everywhere I have gone. Then they gave Jacob all their foreign gods and their earrings, and Jacob hid them under the oak near Shechem. When they set out, a terror from God came over the cities around them, and they did not pursue Jacob's sons. So Jacob and all who were with him came to Luz, that is, Bethel, in the land of Canaan. Jacob built an altar there and called the place El Betel, because it was there that God had revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Deborah, the one who had nursed and raised Rebekah, died and was buried under the oak south of Bethel. So Jacob named it Elon Bakut. God appeared to Jacob again after he returned from Paddan Aram, and he blessed him. God said to him, Your name is Jacob. You will no longer be named Jacob, but your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. God also said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation, indeed an assembly of nations, will come from you, and kings will descend from you. I will give to you the land that I gave to Abraham and Isaac, and I will give the land to your future descendants. Then God withdrew from him at the place where he had spoken to him. 
Jacob set up a marker at the place where he had spoken to him, a stone marker. He poured a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. Jacob named the place where God had spoken with him, Bethel. They set out from Bethel. When they were some distance from Ephrath, Rachel began to give birth, and her labor was difficult. During her difficult labor, the midwife said to her, Don't be afraid, for you have another son. With her last breath, for she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. Jacob set up a marker on her grave. It is the marker at Rachel's grave still today. Israel set out again and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah, and Israel heard about it. Jacob had twelve sons. Leah's sons were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Rachel's sons were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Rachel's slave Bilhah were Dan and Naphtali. The sons of Leah's slave Zilpah were Gad and Asher. These are the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Paddan Aram. Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre in Kiriat Arba, that is, Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had stayed. Isaac lived 180 years. He took his last breath and died, and was gathered to his people, old and full of days. His sons Esau and Jacob buried him. These are the family records of Esau, that is, Edom. Esau took his wives from the Canaanite women, Adah, daughter of Elon the Hittite, Aholibama, daughter of Anna, and granddaughter of Zibian the Hivite, and Bazemath, daughter of Ishmael and sister of Nebaioth. Adah bore Eliphaz to Esau, Bazemath bore Ruel, and Aholibama bore Jush, Jalam, and Korah. These were Esau's sons who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, sons, daughters, and all the people of his household as well as his herds, all his livestock, and all the property he had acquired in Canaan. He went to a land away from his brother, Jacob, for their possessions were too many for them to live together, and because of their herds, the land where they stayed could not support them. So Esau, that is Edom, lived in the mountains of Seir. These are the family records of Esau, father of the Edomites, in the mountains of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, son of Esau's wife Ada, and Ruel, son of Esau's wife Bazemath. The sons of Eliphaz were Timon, Omar, Zepho, Gitam, and Kenaz. Timnah, a concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz, bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Esau's wife Ada. 
These are rules, sons. Nathan, Zira, Shama, and Mitza. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Bazemath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Aholibama, daughter of Anna and granddaughter of Zibian. She bore Juj, Jalam, and Korah to Edom. These are the chiefs among Esau's sons. The sons of Eliphaz, Esau's firstborn, Chief Timon, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Getam, and Chief Amalek. These are the chiefs descended from Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Ada. These are the sons of Ruel, Esau's son. Chief Nahath, Chief Zira, Chief Shama, and Chief Mitza. These are the chiefs descended from Ruel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These are the sons of Esau's wife, Oholibama. Chief Jush, Chief Jalam, and Chief Korah. These are the chiefs descended from Esau's wife, Oholibama, daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Esau, that is, Edom, and these are their chiefs. These are the sons of Seir the Horite, the inhabitants of the land. Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, Anna, Dishon, Azer, and Dishan. These are the chiefs among the Horites, the sons of Seir in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Ori and Heman. Timnah was Lotan's sister. These are Shobal's sons. Alvan, Meneat, Ebal, Shifo, and Onam. These are Zibian's sons. Ea and Anna. This was the Anna who found the hot springs in the wilderness while he was pasturing the donkeys of his father Zibian. These are the children of Anna, Dishan and Oholibama, daughter of Anna. These are Dishan's sons, Hamdan, Eshban, Itran, and Kiran. These are Azer's sons, Bilhan, Zeavan, and Achan. These are Dishan's sons, Uz and Aran. These are the chiefs among the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibian, Chief Anna, Chief Dishon, Chief Azer, and Chief Dishan. These are the chiefs among the Horites, clan by clan, in the land of Seir. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the Israelites. Bela, son of Beor, reigned in Edom. The name of his city was Dinabah. When Bela died, Jobab, son of Zerah, from Bozrah, reigned in his place. When Jobab died, Hushum, from the land of the Temanites, reigned in his place. When Hushum died, Hadad, son of Bedad, reigned in his place. He defeated Midian in the field of Moab. The name of his city was Avith. 
When Hadad died, Samla from Azrika reigned in his place. When Samla died, Shaul from Rehoboth on the Euphrates River reigned in his place. When Shaul died, Baal Hanan son of Akbor reigned in his place. When Baal Hanan son of Akbor died, Hadar reigned in his place. His city was Paul, and his wife's name was Mehetabel, daughter of Metred, daughter of Mezahab. These are the names of Esau's chiefs according to their families and their localities by their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jethath, Chief Oholibama, Chief Elah, Chief Pinon, Chief Kenaz, Chief Timon, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, and Chief Iram. These are Edom's chiefs according to their settlements in the land they possessed. Esau was the father of the Edomites. Matthew 12, 1-21 At that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God and they ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priests? Or haven't you read in the law that on Sabbath days the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Moving on from there, he entered their synagogue. There he saw a man who had a shriveled hand, and in order to accuse him, they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He replied to them, Who among you, if he had a sheep that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, wouldn't take hold of it and lift it out? A person is worth far more than a sheep. So it is lawful to do what is good on the Sabbath. Then he told the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and it was restored as good as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might kill him. Jesus was aware of this and withdrew. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them all. He warned them not to make him known so that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, 
and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not argue or shout, and no one will hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed, and he will not put out a smoldering wick until he has led justice to victory. The nations will put their hope in his name. Psalm 15 A description of the godly A psalm of David Lord, who can dwell in your tent? Who can live on your holy mountain? The one who lives blamelessly Practices righteousness and acknowledges the truth in his heart who does not slander with his tongue, who does not harm his friend or discredit his neighbor, who despises the one rejected by the Lord, but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps his word whatever the cost, who does not lend his silver at interest or take a bribe against the innocent. The one who does these things will never be shaken. Proverbs 3, 21-26 Maintain sound wisdom and discretion. My son, don't lose sight of them. They will be life for you an adornment for your neck. Then you will go safely on your way. Your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. You will lie down and your sleep will be pleasant. Don't fear sudden danger or the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from a snare. Okay, let's think about it for a second. Do we want our life to be kind of all over the place, kind of vulnerable, kind of unpredictable, or would we prefer like that we have solid roots, we are rooted, we cannot be shaken? Or would we prefer to be tripped up and ensnared or would we prefer that we don't step into a trap and become ensnared? I suppose we can answer any way that we want, but probably most of us want to be rooted and not shaken, and most of us want to not be ensnared and tripped up. And I mean, especially spiritually. These things are addressed today in the scriptures that we just read from the Psalms and from the Proverbs, providing not just the suggestion that we should be immovable or steady or steadfast or not shaken or not ensnared, but we are provided with criteria that 
reveals the motivations of the hearts in a person who is not shaken or who is not ensnared. So let's just kind of review and look back at what we read in Psalms and Proverbs today. Psalms begins asking a couple of questions. Who, Lord, can dwell in your tent? Who can live on your holy mountain? In other words, who can be near? Who can be intimate? Who can be in your presence? And we'd have to say, like, that's a that's the goal. Like, intimacy with God, deeper union with God, deeper awareness and clarity with the Lord in our relationship with God. This is what we're seeking. And so the psalm tells us, the one who lives blamelessly practices righteousness and acknowledges the truth in his heart who does not slander with his tongue who does not harm his friend or discredit his neighbor who despises the one rejected by the Lord but honors those who fear the Lord who keeps his word whatever the cost, who does not lend his silver at interest or take a bribe against the innocent. The one who does these things will never be shaken. And as we look at the psalm and just kind of look at these characteristics that describe the person who isn't shaken and describe the person who can dwell in the presence of the Lord... None of these things are ambiguous. They're a way of living, a way of looking at the world, a way of responding to the world. And the Bible is telling us that they provide a rootedness that we are looking for within ourselves. And then we move into the Proverbs and in very eloquent simplicity we are told that we should maintain sound like solid wisdom and discretion we should maintain these things right so maintenance requires taking care of things when they're starting to break down replacing parts fixing oiling greasing like maintenance maintain solid, sound wisdom and discretion. And then the proverb goes on to say, don't lose sight of them. They will be life for you, an adornment for your neck. Then you will go safely on your way. Your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you'll not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be pleasant. Don't fear sudden danger or the ruin of the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from a snare. In both the Psalms and the Proverbs today, we are we're given this picture of a posture of heart, a way of being, ways of looking at things, characteristics to espouse, learn, master, and maintain because the repercussions of us doing this are that we will become steadfast, that we will not be shaken, 
that we will have the confidence of the Lord and be kept from a snare, that our foot will not stumble. Like, friends, that's what... I mean, we're doing everything in our lives to arrange for this. Like, we're doing everything that we can to get enough control over things that we can have some steady footing to stand on. It's just that normally life is flying at us so fast that we can never actually be balanced. Like we're only standing on one foot while juggling. What if we had two foot, two feet firmly planted on the ground and nothing was flying at us? I mean, things were flying at us, but we were able to just kind of see what was coming and with a steadfast resolution know what's going on. We're doing everything and being marketed like crazy to buy things that are going to provide all of this for us when it's going to come from within. And it's going to require that we pay attention to things like wisdom and discretion and discernment. And we're going to have to pay attention to the way that we are treating one another. But again, here at the beginning of the year, allowing these things to be actual categories, actual things that aren't like esoteric concepts, but rather things that we are looking for and embracing and cultivating in our lives, then the Bible will prove true. We have been given some criteria to live into and the repercussions will be stability and awareness of what's going on. And so maybe let's let's stick with this all day. Let's kind of dwell on this today. Maybe go back and review Psalm 15 and Proverbs 3 that we're reading from today, verse 21 through 26. Look at these things. Imagine what they would look like in our lives. Some of them are in our lives to varying degrees. Some of these things we do and some of these things we don't and they have a tendency to cancel each other out so that we're getting nowhere. But if we look at these things and say, okay, for real, for real, I need to pay attention and incorporate these things. I want to feel sure-footed. I don't want to be tripped up. I don't want to stumble. I don't want to fall. I want to live my life in the presence of the Lord with the confidence that God is with me. This is available. The Bible has just given us a glimpse of what it looks like. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you into this. None of these things can be mastered on our own. We have tried all kinds of ways to do everything from losing weight to breaking bad habits and we realize how much we lack self-control, how much we lack discipline, how much we lack orientation, how easy it is for us to be lost in the fog or the mist of life. We're not capable of creating our own righteousness and our own stability. But in collaboration with you, that this is what we were made for, to live with confidence to live with clarity, to live with an outpouring of love that spills from you into the world through us. We desire these things. And so we acknowledge our need 
for your help badly. Come Holy Spirit, lead us into all truth. Show us the shifts that need to take place for us to move toward stability, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. It is where you can find out what is going on around here. So certainly check it out. You can check it out on the Daily Audio Bible app as well. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are resources in the shop that are in different categories, but all centered around the rhythm of our journey through the scriptures in a year. And uh, so check those out. Check out the community section. That's where the prayer wall is. That's where different links to get connected on social media are. And so dive in and get connected as much as you want to. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if the mission to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered freely to anybody, anywhere, anytime, and to build community around the rhythm of showing up every day and taking the next step forward together, if that is life-giving to you, then thank you humbly and deeply for your partnership. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hello, my DAB family. Chicago Peg calling in for our wonderful dabbers. And Gigi and Jeezel. Oh, I love your sweet voice, Gigi. And okay, you're in nursing school and pregnant again, due in July. And then you'll be uh, home, um, kind of online for your bachelor program for your nursing. So, you know, we're lifting up all these things and your unexpected but wonderful baby. And we're praying, Gigi, for God's covering. I'm praying for God's encouragement for you and financial provision and all these things that we know and we believe. God will bring you through. So we pray for you, Gigi and Jesus. And also lifting up Hudson. Um, you did, it was a quick, I think your call got cut off, but Hudson, I stopped the call and prayed for you, Hudson. You said, my brother has diabetes and I need your prayers. And Hudson, we are praying for you and for your brother and for his healing, and for God's direction in your lives, please call back again, Hudson, with a praise report, and we will continue to keep you lifted up, always in Jesus' name. All right, 
I love you, DAB family. I pray every day along with you. As so many thousands of others say, you are my family, truly. I love you all. Chicago Peg signing off. Breathing in his grace, breathing out his praise. Amen. Hi, um, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, I heard the story, uh, there was a lady that called in that asked for prayer concerning a daughter. Um, um, she's pregnant and she's going through dialysis and it's, uh, in addition, she has pneumonia and she had a four-year-old daughter and uh, she, she asked for prayers. And I just wanted to lift her up in prayer um, uh, with my wife. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bring your daughter unto you, Lord. Lord, it's a, it's a really, really tough situation, but we know that you are tougher. Yes. It's a really, really uh, grieving situation, but you, the Lord, you are the God of peace. You yes. cause peace to uh, uh, to happen. Lord, I pray for your daughter that is going through pneumonia in pregnancy and dialysis. Lord, I know that you're the one who heals, yes. and I know that you are our hope and you are everything. Yes. She has cried out and obeyed your word by saying that she needs help, Lord. And he said we should we should reach out to the to the elders of the church so that they can lay hands and pray for us. And we uh, we have, we know we have elders all over the place right now, advocating for her. And I specifically want to pray that you just intervene in our situation, Lord. Yes. I ask that you intervene and let her be able to go home to see her daughter, Lord. Yes. And I ask that you come against every attack of the enemy, every attack, every enemy, every pneumonia. Every form of pneumonia, every form of um, uh, blood uh, issue, Lord, because you are the one who uh, who, who heals, Lord. Yes. Lord. Like you heal the man with the issue of blood, I ask that you heal her, Lord, yes. and let your name be glorified in her life and that of our family. I, I ask that in the name of Jesus Christ that she reconcile back to her daughter and her family soon, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. It is. Hello, everyone. This is Bob from Phoenix. I've been. Uh daily listener for several years now and I I enjoy this community so much I pray along with everyone who calls in from around the world today I'm calling in for prayers for my son Ian my adult son Ian who we haven't seen in several years now Ian's always had his share of difficulties in life uh, mental health issues, some health issues. Uh, as I said, he's been estranged now, and we understand he's in very serious uh, mental straits at this point. I'm just asking for prayers that the Holy Spirit can come into his life, fill him with Holy Spirit's presence, let him turn to the light, let him get the peace that he needs that's only going to be found in our Savior. Please, everyone, pray for my son, Ian, that he can turn to the Lord, that he can accept the help that people want to give him and help him become the man that he needs to become. He's a good person who's turned away from the Lord through many, many difficulties he's had in his life. But he needs the Lord now. He needs our prayers. Please, everyone, appreciate very much your prayers for Ian in Phoenix. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless. Hello, everyone. This is John from San Diego. I'm just reaching out. Uh, I've been wanting to 
um, praying and fasting and um, just for help with my emotions, um, um, anger problems, and just, I'm not sure what the root is. I'm trying to get to the root. Um, I just would ask for your prayers, just uh, if you all would just um, pray that the Lord would show me the root, um, that it's uh, possibly my childhood, my upbringing, um, just different things, uh, rejection issues, all these things um, that keep rising up at different moments in my life. And I'm just uh, thankful for you all for for listening and for uh, for your prayers. Thank you. Have a good Voice in Nevada. I just wanted to reach out, let you know you put a smile on my face this morning. It brought me comfort uh, to hear of your struggle. Um, I, I have a similar struggle. I'm actually in my car right now, headed to uh, get the delivery truck loaded and um, head out for the day scattering packages it's hard man but know that you're not alone keep honoring Yahweh in your work in your hard work trusting him we are blessed to have this job to be able to serve him in doing hard things that's it, man. Glad you're my brother. Keep trusting him. Good morning, Dad family. Need prayers this morning for my brother's friend. He has passed away in a car wreck. He is about 27 years old. Pray for him, for his family during the time of loss and grief, and then also for my brother. And then his other friend, they're all good friends with, he felt guilty and feels like it's his fault that he called him to pick him up to hang out. And I just pray for a release of guilt and condemnation. Also pray for two ladies that work with my other brother who is going through chemo surgery to continue their chemo radiation. I pray for their uh, surgery to go well, uh, godly wisdom, doctors and nurses in recovery. Lord, I just pray for a healness, fast recovery. And I pray for this world that is changing. Things are going in a different direction. I just pray for our godly people to rise up, to stand firm, to come together in prayer and fellowship and unite with each other. And then most important, be with the Lord in our own time with our prayer closet. Uh, thank you, Dad family. God bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.